and welcome to a special edition of the Throwing Bagels podcast. I guess we could call this uh, a super salty bagel edition of of the podcast. <laughs> I, I'm Kevin Moody, and with us is uh, Chris Douglas. Hey, Chris. Hi, Kevin. Hey, Chris. Uh, hey, Jay. Jay Hamo with us as well. Hey, Kevin. What's up? Okay. Well, I'll tell you what's up. So, <laughs> So this this news just uh, came out. Um, uh, we record this on a Monday night as we're talking. So uh, this airs Wednesday. So Monday night when we record, the news broke a day yesterday uh, over the weekend that yesterday. Uh, Brent Axe, uh, who was a longtime talk show host on ESPN Syracuse, uh, was uh, unceremoniously let go uh, from ESPN Syracuse and. And he was a uh, he was our first podcast guest uh, back a couple of months ago in early January, and so the the statement was got the company that owns ESPN Syracuse is Galaxy, um, and uh, the CEO of Galaxy announced that he was letting Brent go because of persistent negative commentary about Syracuse, and. That has really uh, caused a lot of people to, it's been a great point of discussion uh, on Twitter, on social media, um, all throughout the central New York area. And it's even had reach on Twitter. People like Keith Olbermann and Bill Simmons have chimed in about it. And really the the overall sentiment is that this was unjust, you know, and Brent deserved a whole lot better than to be let go by phone after being there for eight years or so hosting a hell of a talk show, mind you. And, and that's drive what time you get. talk show drive time four to six weekdays. So guys, I mean, really it, it's just too bad. It, it's an unfortunate situation because I mean, I did work with Brent when he was uh, a host at uh, WHEN uh, about 20 years ago, man, 20 years ago. But when that was a, a sports talker, a sister of WSYR where I worked and I would produce, uh, I remember doing some, uh, he would do pregame for Syracuse University football because at that time, HEN did not have rights to the SU broadcast. So, you know, I got to work with him as he prepped for the pregame show and interacted with fans. And I I mean, I got to tell you, Brent is one of the most knowledgeable people uh, to ever grace the airwaves at Syracuse. And so I think my opinion, of course, uh, he entirely got railroaded and he deserved a lot better uh, than what happened. Yeah. I mean, 100%. Uh, everything you said is, is spot on, Kevin. You know, the, there was a, an article on uh, Syracuse.com today written by Chris Carlson, um, laid out all the facts of quotes from the CEO from Galaxy Media Partners um, and quotes from Brent Axe as well. And, and I, you know, I, w- I want to read the, the very first quote that's in this story because it's, if this doesn't tell you and encapsulates everything about what is wrong with how media operates, then I don't know what is. And I'm quoting, I had a problem, and this is Ed Levine, by the way. I had a problem with the, the content of the show, Levine said. I'm a SU fan. I'm sorry, but I bleed orange. I'm going to stop right there. As someone that owns a media company, isn't it their job to be unbiased? Right. Isn't isn't that the whole isn't this whole reason that Brent got let go is because he was, quote unquote, unbiased. 
I mean, you would think so. That's generally the point of the media, right? Free speech, you know, First Amendment. But unfortunately, it's not always that way. I I mean, now for the three of us here did not grow up in Syracuse. Okay. So we, we kind of have a different perspective about Syracuse athletics. I love Syracuse athletics. Don't get me wrong. I think Jim Beheim is one of the greatest coaches to ever coach college basketball. Also, he has one national championship in the 47 years that he's coached. And in the last 10 years, he's been to what? One final four. So all of that said, Brent was making great points on the radio by saying, hey, we need to think about changing things up. And hey, the team kind of stinks because they do. They stink. Yes. We discussed this a couple weeks ago, right? When we were playing play-by-play guys for Oswego Hockey, right? People didn't necessarily like you, 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 you. You don't you talk badly about the team and we weren't even that bad, you know, and Brent wasn't that bad. Brent specifically made points. They're not playing well. They're not doing the way they're not playing the way they're expected to play. They're Syracuse University, right? There's standards when it comes to basketball for Syracuse University. That's like saying Alabama football, right? Alabama football stinks. You don't think people are going to rip them? You know what I mean? That's that's exactly what this is. People expect Syracuse to play a certain way. Now, have they had their hiccups throughout the years? Of course, they've been a they've been a two seed that lost to a fifteen seed in the NCAA tournament. They're not the they were they were the one of the first, but they're not the last. It happened. Mm. It's happened multiple times. Get over it. People move on. People are still cheering for them. People come to the games and people root for them, and it continues. But people want to see a good team on the court, and they're just not the greatest team right now. They're not the Carmelo Anthony teams. They're not the Jerry McNamara teams. They're not the Derek Coleman teams. You know what I mean? They're just not right now. And they need to get back to that level because, and that's what people need to see. It doesn't matter if you went to Syracuse university. It doesn't matter if you're one of us who didn't go to Syracuse, university but follows them. You know, Syracuse has always marketed themselves as New York's team, New York state's right. team. We all grew mm-hmm. up in New York state, right? But they, but they can't take some criticism. You could argue Staten Island is not part of New York, but that's a whole other discussion. <laughs> uh, but yeah, okay, Jay. Okay, Chris, whatever. Uh, so, um, but to to your point, Jay, there there are we we have standards, and you know what? It it's it's like you expect better from you have Syracuse basketball. By all means, has set a very high bar for itself. Uh, based on performance over the past several decades. And of late, Syracuse has fallen short of that bar. And I think people have a right to be upset. Now, I think mostly it's people who are calling talk radio shows to com- to complain about how bad they are. And so you have like a, you have different subsets of fandoms, right? For SU or, or for any college or for any team for that matter. Sports in general, fair- period. Yeah. You have your Fairweather fans who really bad. Oh, okay, yeah, I'll I'll buy the hat. I'll stuff it in the closet. I'll bring it out once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go SU. Uh, they have their pom poms ready, you know, for for whenever. Um, and then you have your, you know, you have your diehards. You have, and these are the these are the the men and women that really love these teams, and they get upset when they're not playing well, and they they want to talk about it they want to talk about it with a guy like Brent Axe who knows what he's talking about and has seen it all and uh he's there for them it's like a form of therapy uh and he should have the freedom to do that i think any good radio and i mean after listening to WFAN growing up 
there's nothing better than a horrible loss to make for great radio. It it just right. happens. Like if it's all roses and sunshine, it's boring <laughs> from from a radio perspective. You, right. I mean, you want that. Right. Uh, you want that interaction and you understand that it's not all, it's not all great. And that right. there are sometimes uh, they fall mm-hmm. short and you need to talk about what they can do to get back to, to where they once were. But right. and, to, and- to th- the thing is, right. The thing, and the, the other thing that really, that really gets me at this point, right. Is Jim Beheim, 47 years as coach of Syracuse university, right. He's had, he, again, he's had his ups and downs. He's taken some teams to the final four, that had no, no reason being there, <laughs> right? No reason being there. But you know what? That that two three zone that they that they play, that offense, they just managed to do it. A lot of the times, the Syracuse teams that weren't expected to do anything in the tournament were the teams that did the best in the tournament, right? And now he's on his way out. He's not happy that Brennax is is saying that they're not playing well, and he's vocal about it and mentioning it literally at a press conference, mentioning it. And then it turns mm. out he owns 21% of Galaxy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if if there's not a conflict of interest there, like I, you know what I mean? Like Ed Levine and Jim Beheim are boys. Like, you know, I, so I, all this is just a big coincidence, right? That uh, Beheim is quote unquote retired. You can argue about mm. or speculate about was he forced out? Was he not forced out? Whatever. He's not coaching anymore. He's friends with Ed Levine. He's got a 21% stake in the company. And oh, by the way, he's going to be doing a bunch of radio and television hits for oh, Galaxy. You which, don't say. Oh my God. What a great coincidence. Oh, and I'm going to call Brennax by phone and let him go instead of actually having a, 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 you know, a man-to-man meeting with him. Grow a pair, dude. Get over yourself. Seriously. <laughs> It's baffling. Man. It just, I, I don't get it. And they, and you know, as, as we said, there's multiple outlets. It's been picked up everywhere. USA Today talked mm-hmm. about this, right? I think Chris mentioned it, right? It's, you know, Keith Olbermann tweeted about it. The New York Post tweeted about it. You know, this is, this is, this is a create, this is not one of those, you know, it's a local radio station. Usually a firing of a drive time local radio guy does not get much airtime. Right. right. It's just but the manner of how it happened. Right. But this one has legs and it's not going anywhere. <laughs> and it shouldn't because I, first of all, how can you, how can you, I mean, basically you're censoring somebody, right? I mean, this mm-hmm. is what it comes down to. I mean, we're talking about, this is the first amendment. You get to talk about whatever hell you want, whether you agree with it or not. And because Bayheim is crying over here, no, my guy hurt my feelings. Oh, yeah. Brent X all of a sudden doesn't have a job. Ridiculous. It's absurd. Oh. All the quotes from Ed Levine. I mean, gross, just gross. Well, yeah, to for him to state in that Syracuse.com article that uh, he doesn't he or his company doesn't have an agenda. And then the immediate next sentence basically admits <laughs> that he's in bed with Syracuse University. I mean, does that not speak agenda to you? Does that not indicate the kind of agenda that, that they have? Right. Um, and then to say that they want they want people to to talk about Syracuse the way Brent talked about the Buffalo Bills. 
I don't see Syracuse winning 13 games a season and going to the AFC championship game. You know what <laughs> I mean? Now, now, do you yeah. think Brennax ripped them after they lost to Cincinnati in the divisional round? I'm sure as hell sure he did. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. I know for a fact he was not happy about that. Right. No, but, but no also way. like to your point though, Jay, like he does talk about Syracuse sports. Like he does about the Buffalo bills. He's very objective. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what this is. Like he's he was very objective about everything Syracuse sports related. Exactly. And, and there's the nothing wrong Buffalo's with Buffalo's doing well. So there so you t- you think he was nice about Buffalo, you know, six years ago? Oh my god. I'm no. sure he was not. I'm sure, bro. Oh, I'm sure he was dumpster not. fire. Through you the know? Rex Ryan era. Yeah, exactly. Oh god. You know. <laughs> um and you know, to that, yeah, to that point, if Syracuse basketball had gone, picked up 22, 23 wins a season for the past five years, Brent would still have a job. Absolutely. That's the end of the story. That's if, that's exactly right. If uh, Syracuse football routinely made bowl games, which I mean, they have had, they, they have made a, a fair, not, not like Paul Pasqualoni level uh, bowl games, but they have, they have snuck in there. Uh, here and there the past few years. But again, if SU football averages 10 wins a year and wins the bowl game, are, is Brent still, does Brent still have a job? Yes. Yes, he yeah. does. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the fact that SU basketball had a losing season for the, for, I don't know, for the first time since the Stone Age. Last year, yeah. Uh, last yeah. year. Yep. And then two games above 500 this year. What else? What are you going to do? Sugarcoat it? Say, well, well, wait till next year. You can't do that. But that's what's going to happen now. That's what's going (laughs) to happen now. That's exactly what's going to happen now. In in a way, they've made a disastrous business decision by pulling, uh, you know, a talk show host that generates interest and ears. Right. Yes. You want to draw interest in your station. And now if you're just going to have some milk toast rah-rah fest. But at the same time, Snooze. but at the same time, um, and, you know, just just taking just playing devil's advocate for a second here. Right. Sure. Taking away. Right. You're going to you're you're doing this. You're making this change that no most people I'm not going to say nobody, because I'm sure there's there's obviously a few people out there that agree with it. But a lot of people don't agree with a lot of people mm-hmm. think is wrong. Right. They're, the Syracuse University is not going to lose fans over this. Like, it's just not right. They're not going to lose fans over this. Mm-hmm. But at the same time. It's giving them, it's giving Galaxy, it's giving Levine, it's giving Bayheim, it's giving them just press. And mm-hmm. what's the old saying? Any news is good news, right? Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter, right? He's, you don't think he's going to make money off of this anyway, right? Oh, no, it's definitely, no, I mean, he's going he's, he's gonna to start printing money even more now because, you know, sometimes when you're the villain, it's even better for you. Fair point. I, I mean, that's that's part of the reason this move is happening too, right? I mean, it's about money because Bayheim is going to get you money. He's right, going right. to get you listeners. Um, and all of the, Kevin, as you said, the rah-rah crowd is going to be on Bayheim's side. But for us that, you know, we're, we're in this industry, we have concerns about this sort of thing because mm-hmm. now you're not letting somebody that has the right to say what they want to say and doing it very well and objectively right. mm-hmm. that and that's the part that really is bothersome it's really bothersome it is you know because people who listen to brent they want they want that's what they want they want it to be down the middle 
you know, that or they, or they wanted to be honest, you know, they wanted to be honest because you can tell when you're, when you're BSing. Right. Uh, you know, you can tell and Brent wasn't much for that. Uh, so I just hope, uh, all in all, you know, what really frustrates me about the whole thing is it just feels like it's, it's Goliath stomping on David, you know, and, and that's really what it, what it feels like to me. Um, where, you know, Jim Beheim for crying out loud, you know, just bought a $5 million lake lakeside mansion in skinny Atlas and Ed Levine certainly is, uh, you know, he's head of a successful company, which, mm-hmm. you know, to give them credit, I mean, they do focus on local, uh, local hosts, local topics when they could have easily just flipped the switch to ESPN and go all syndication all the time. Uh, so there there's credit there, but, but still, I just think this could have been handled a, a whole lot better of course. Than, than the way it p- played out. Let me, let me just read. I'm just going to read one tweet, run one tweet to you guys from a, I just have, I happen to see this one and it's from a, a I don't want to say a nobody, but it's from a normal human being, right? Okay. Just a normal say, listener. Can we guess? A, can we guess who it is? A celebrity you'll, you'll or no idea. You'll have no idea. Who it is. <laughs> I just, I just happened to see this on Twitter. He writes, so either Brent ruffled too many feathers at SU with his criticism of how they handled JB or Galaxy was just waiting to pull the plug on him once Hoops was over. I didn't always agree with Axe, but he was the only one on the station that wasn't a complete SU shill. Perfect. And that's what they're looking for. And guess what's that? that now they're going to hire someone to fill that spot. That's going to do that. So well, you got what you want. Right. And, and that's a perfect example of Someone saying, I listen to Brent all the time. I like him. He doesn't always say things that I agree with, but he does it in a great way, you know, and, and, and makes it honestly, it makes it palatable, right? So you may not agree or disagree just like anyone else. You might agree with some things you might not agree with others, but all in all, you have to give credit where credit is due. And, and Brent did a, did a heck of a program. And, and that's the he, point of talk radio. Yeah. It, right. Yes. Yes. 100%. And, and it, it it's interesting that you, you say what you just said, because Adam Weitzman, and we all know Adam Weitzman's a big time boost for Syracuse. And, and mm-hmm. whatever your opinion is of him, fine. But I, I wanted to read his tweet uh, because uh, in response to the to the Carlson and um, uh, Syracuse.com uh, piece mm-hmm. that he wrote today. No reporter has ever spoken more negatively about me than Brent Axe. And even though I don't know him well personally, I still believe strongly in a journalist's right to express free speech and hate to see someone lose their job over his opinions, whatever they may be. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I mean, it's, that's that's the perfect encapsulation of this whole situation. Especially coming from someone like him who's, you know, got the ears of everyone, everyone, Literally. At SU, you know what I mean? <laughs> Literally like, <yeah>. everybody, <laughs> like he, whatever he wants, he gets pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, you know, Dom Izzo, when we had him on, he kind of alluded to how, you know, cause I asked him, Hey, I've noticed a lot of colleges just starting to really do their own broadcasting in-house. So they are having their own people call games. And with that arrangement, you're probably more likely to not criti- be critical of the team. Um, and so now you're in this dangerous situation where, okay, the, Jim Beheim owns one-fifth of, of this uh, media conglomerate. Um, so now how careful do I have to be? Can we even let callers be critical? Can they call in and be critical of, of us? Yeah, yeah, where does it stop? I mean, where does, yeah, where does it end? Exactly. I just oh, don't boy. think it does. I just don't. It's, it's you know, it's 
you know, there'll be another person that gets this, that, that gets it at some point in time, you know, that's not a shill and and that's it. You know, what are they going to do They're yeah. You know, he can do whatever he wants. That's the point. He mm-hmm. owns the company. That's, yeah, that's one of the biggest, that's one yeah. of the biggest things that someone that I heard someone say today, which is, you know, a cop out, but it's, he owns the company. He can do whatever he wants. Sure. He, you're right. right. He can, he can do whatever he wants. It's not about what he can do and how he can do it. It's about the integrity that comes with it. Right. And being able to just growing a thick skin and just, you know, sometimes listening to some things that you don't like and dealing with it, you know, right. and saying, all right, I don't like this. I don't agree with it, but you know what? I'll deal with it. And it gets good radio at the same time. Of course. Yeah. Uh, and also, you know, if you take a step back, um, this is not dissimilar to situations where like, for instance, ESPN and the NFL kind of collide where, there's this huge concussion story, right? And how does ESPN cover it? Because they're in bed with with the NFL and and their partners. And how do you navigate that sort of thing? So, but you know, it's kind of the same sort of thing where now that Brent, I mean, Brent was never afraid to say anything. Yeah. But now, like, who are you gonna have in that slot, if anybody for that matter, to talk common sense about? the reality of where Syracuse athletics is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what happens though, when it comes to, to filling that time slot. I mean, it, it seems pretty clear that Jim Beheim is not going to be a full-time talk show host by any, by any means. Uh, he'll be, he'll be making some occasional appearances, but I mean, this really kind of reshuffles the deck uh, from a you know, Syracuse uh, fan perspective because they had been going with Brent. I mean, they, many people listening to Brent probably followed him over from when mm-hmm. he was at WHEN um, and uh, and then followed him to ESPN Syracuse. And so they're going to follow him wherever he goes next. Yep. Uh, and for so sure. I, and I'm sure that he won't be on the sidelines for long. And this is an honest question. I'm really curious. Is, is Beheim like, let's say he does do some radio spots, right? How interesting is that going to be? Like, honestly, it can't be that interesting, right? I mean, he he just moans and groans in press conferences. If it's anything like right. that, and who the hell is going to want to listen to that? Hey, Jimmy, what you have for dinner last night? Oh, that's great. <laughs> great choice, Jimmy. <laughs> well, also, apparently, Ed Levine is also on the New York State Broadcasters Association board, which kind of is weird because, you know, is he's, it? On a, he's on a broadcasting board. Right, the board of a broadcasting association. Right? I, so you, I don't know. That's uncommon, though. No, but it's more of the more. Um, it's more of the fact that so you're you're on a board for broadcast for a broadcasting association, but you're firing a talented broadcaster who does his job the right way, you know, and not you know. Well, and John, let's talk about the the college university that that Brent was covering, Syracuse University, which is known globally for churning out some of the finest journalists that in the country, if not the world. And they are, uh, they, and they graduate with a, with an intensity on getting it right. Uh, and to say, speak truth to power and to, uh, you know, tell it like it is now, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just being naive. Maybe Syracuse University grads don't actually have that mindset. Maybe I'm just hoping that they do, but I know that that's what I had when when I graduated, and you know that's is it's just to be able to speak freely and and call the situation like you see it. But all in all, I, 
Brent's just showing that he's a total class act uh, oh, with all this. And, absolutely took the high road. Yeah, 100%. And I, you expect nothing yeah. less. I don't expect exactly. anything else, anything, exactly. anything less from him, you know? Mm-hmm. And I would love to sit down with him and have a beer sometime and, and really talk yes, about it. Sure. But, but uh it's sad because well, you know it's good that he has a, he has a full-time job. So this was, you mm-hmm. know, but honestly, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if someone else comes in and picks him up now. You know, he could parlay this if he really wanted to. And, and he will. He'll he'll land on his feet. I have no doubt about oh, yeah. that. Uh, and now, I'm not going to tell people what to do, but maybe you should get into the podcast business. I'm just, <laughs> just throwing that out there. You're your own boss, baby. <laughs> yes, I I did see comments as when Brent posted on on social media. He's like, "Oh, please start your own podcast." Uh, I'm sure if he did that, presto, you know, oh yeah, for sure, instant instant success. Mm-hmm. I'm actually surprised he doesn't already have one. To be quite honest with you. Just He's a, a busy guy. Yeah. yeah, I just, I just find it very hard that he'll get credentialed to, to go to to uh, Syracuse basketball games anymore, though. I know what happened. Yeah, what happens now? That'll be interesting. Uh, that should That'll be, be a, a very Syracuse interesting athletics situation. in general, right? So, I guess we'll we'll wait and see. I know the seasons are winding down right now, but it should be interesting to see what happens when uh, the you know autumn rolls around. And I don't think I mean, Syracuse is on, go that far. is going on right now, right? They're yeah, I mean, they're yeah. Not having yeah. The they're having an average season, I think. Exactly. They're mm-hmm. not having a they're not having a Syracuse University season they, either. But that's but you know what? They haven't had a Syracuse University season since they won a national championship in two thousand nine. That's how long it's been since this amazing program, right? Everyone rants Syracuse University lacrosse is the best. Two thousand nine is the last time they won a national championship, and and yeah. that's our point is. It's okay to be objective about Syracuse athletics. This is the only thing. There's no real professional sports around here, right? You have the Syracuse Crunch. You have the Syracuse Mets, minor league teams. But everyone cares. Like, that is the only thing people talk about here in Syracuse is Syracuse basketball, Syracuse football. And that's all they care about. And Mm -hmm. that's why this is important. It's okay to have the objective voice. And now you're not going to get that. At least not from... Not from Brent, anyway. Uh, right. Given that platform that he had, um, every every year when the Syracuse Mets do, uh, they have an open house, and actually, we we are going to talk with uh, Syracuse Mets general manager Jason Smarrell coming up uh, in the next uh, week uh, on uh, the Throwing Bagels podcast. He's, I think, we're chatting with him next week. Yes. Yes. Um, so yes. during that annual open house that they have in early March, they talk about. Oh, where does where did the Syracuse Mets fit in as far as attendance to Syracuse area events? And for the first time, I don't know if I don't know if if Jason mentioned it was the first time ever or the first time in so many years, but 2022 was the first time that attendance at Syracuse Mets games surpassed that of either SU football or SU basketball. Wow. And that kind of and yes, there are more games. There are more Syracuse Mets games, uh, you know, and, but the dome is a lot bigger uh, and they can hold a far more, they can hold a week's worth of fans in one night that uh, as opposed to the Syracuse Mets. So the fact that S the S Mets drew more people than either SU program, I think speaks to how they're losing interest. Fans are, are finding something else to do with their time, and they're having a lot more fun going to a, a Syracuse Mets game where, to be honest, the, the outcome really doesn't matter because it's just a great experience yes. for, for families and for people you know, and their kids. So, yeah, I mean, that's it, it is. You kind of sense that 
because success has been lagging for several or a few years now in a row that fans are just, are just like, oh, I'm just going to find something else to do with my time. Now, if Syracuse tomorrow starts getting things back together, the dome will be packed and of course. Syracuse Mets the tennis will fall down to number two uh, or somewhere in that area. But that, I mean, that's just the way things are going right now. And, you know, the fact is you have to mention that that should be mentioned. Um, I'm not sure if galaxy would interpret that as criticism, but I mean, I don't know what else. I don't know how it could have been handled any differently without being a, a homer. Yeah, just, just remember, fact. folks. Just remember, Donovan McNabb is not walking through that door. John Wallace is not walking <laughs> through that door. <laughs> Derek Coleman's not walking through that door. Right. People, Ronnie okay. Cycley's not walking through that door. <laughs> right. right? You know, we're not. We don't. It's not the same anymore. It times have changed. You know, Syracuse has never been the big football school in general. Like they've never no, been the big football no. school. They've had good, they've had good years. They've had some, a couple of sustained stretches, mm-hmm. but they've never been a, an Alabama or, you know, a Michigan or UCLA or USC or Texas, but basketball on the other hand, like we said, is always, you know, they've always mm-hmm. been up there. That's why they went to the ACC. That's why mm-hmm. they left the big East, which they never should have done, but that's why they left the big yeah. East. You know, to go play Duke and North Carolina and all those other big time basketball programs. Do you know what athletic program at Syracuse University has benefited the most from going to the ACC? I'm going to go with I'm going to, because you asked that question. I'm going to say soccer. 100 percent soccer. <laughs> you know what happened last year with Syracuse soccer? I think they won the national championship. They won the national championship. Do you know how many national championships Syracuse soccer has and how many One. Syracuse basketball has? The same amount. Um, that's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to throw it in there. And that's been over a long period of time. All right. Well, I think we did. We get it all out of our system. I think we got it all I out. Think we, did. we we were more okay. sensible than we were over text this morning yeah. or last night. Yeah. Oh man. Good thing we didn't do this last night. Yeah. Cooler heads uh, prevailed. Yes. Cooler heads prepared. We, we brought a little more perspective. <laughs> We, we hope did. anyway, we hope. Uh, we hope. All right, well, that'll do it for this bonus uh, super salty bagel edition of the, the Throwing Bagels podcast. Uh, you can catch us online anytime at throwingbagels.com. You can email us at uh, throwingbagelspodcast at gmail.com. And please head to our website because uh, Chris just posted our first blog entry. Uh, on our website, we're starting a blog, and it is a fantastic article, Chris. Uh, thank you for sharing thank you. that thank w- you. with the world. So oh, please, I, uh, thank you for the kind words. Well, uh, so please check that out when you can, and uh, we will talk to you next time on throwingbagels.com. Chris, we'll see you next time, right? Yes, You'll yes, we will. Okay, I will. Be Jay, here. will you be here too? Can't get rid of me. I'm okay. not going anywhere. <laughs> All right, then. We won't try. Bye, everyone. Bye.